Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the start line by the author of The Heart of a Leader, 52 Emotional Intelligence Insights to Advance Your Career. We welcome Kristen Harper. Hello, how are you, Sean? Absolutely great. Let's go Beyond the Mic. Your book gives what some would consider the secrets on leadership. Who inspired you to write this book? Actually, it came through prayer time. So it was in a challenging time in my career when we were going through an acquisition, and I needed a positive outlet. And so I started jotting down the leadership lessons I've learned over the past 30 years, and it's turned into the new book, The Heart of a Leader, 52 Emotional Intelligence Insights to Advance Your Career. Why do you think the lack of emotional intelligence hinders people with the advancement of their own careers? We live in such a competitive society. There's been this notion about the war for talent. It's difficult to retain great talent. It's important to activate emotional intelligence because it's not just about the technical skills. And a lot of times people get really frustrated because they hit a glass ceiling or a perceived glass ceiling in their career. And what most people don't realize is that it's not just about your technical skills and great performance. It's about how you engage with others, how you show up because you are a personal brand, how you deal with challenge and disappointment, the relationships that you're able to form and the networks you're able to build. Uh, And a lot of that is rooted in emotional intelligence and engaging with people. Now, we'll talk about the importance of mentoring from the process of being a mentor in a second. But could you tell me who mentored you and made an impact in your life? There are so many people who have helped me along my journey, Sean. First of all, my parents. I came from great parents who inspired me to fulfill my heart's desire and to pursue my passion and purpose. In fact, I started my very first business at the age of 14, Chrissy's Cookies and Stuff. I wanted to get some Christmas gifts, and I didn't have any money. And so I put together a menu, and I made $100 profit, and I continued to bake cookies throughout high school. That was just the first of my entrepreneurial endeavors. So my parents were number one. I would say, secondly, I had several mentors throughout my life. Within college, the School of Business and Industry at Florida A&M University one of the largest historically black colleges and universities in the country. Dean Sybil Mobley was a trailblazer. She achieved many firsts. She was a visionary before her time. She inspired me. And my president, Dr. Frederick Humphreys, when I was the first female student body president in almost a decade. So they inspired me. Throughout my career, I have been blessed with several mentors. And one of the greatest benefits that mentors have given me is being a truth teller and being a listening ear. As leaders, as employees, as human beings, we all have strengths and we all have opportunities. And one of the greatest benefits mentors provide is helping be that listening ear, but also providing insights to our blind spots because it's the blind spot that actually can hinder us from achieving our purpose, from achieving our potential and advancing our career. So I've been blessed with so many mentors along the way. We're joined by author Kristen Harper Beyond the Mic. You believe in mentoring with your co-founding of Paysetters Unlimited program. How has this program helped young men and women and in turn helped you? I love the work that we do with Paysetters. It started as a, again, a vision from my husband. He was mentored as a youth and that helped him tremendously 
throughout his childhood, his teenage years, and he still looks back at those lessons today. So we found at Paysetters, 10 years ago, a nonprofit organization, Penny, has ever gone to any type of salary, every dime raised goes directly into students. And we have helped dozens of students to build their leadership potential, even in their youth. We have taken multiple students on college tours, exposed them to more that life has to offer. And we're so proud of the students. We've actually awarded over $100,000 in scholarships over our 10 years in existence. And it's just a blessing to be able to serve others and to leave a legacy on the people who are most impressionable and often most open to feedback and input, and that would be teenagers. Kristen, when you first attended Florida A&M, did you ever think that you would be a member of their board of trustees? No. (laughs) First of all, the board of trustees didn't exist at that time. We were under a different structure called the Board of Regents, but no, I I never envisioned uh, doing that. In fact, when I was student body president, there was a proposal to enact a three-tier plan, and I led a student and alumni and community protest and activism against that. In fact, we took students, I remember uh, traveling to Central Florida, and we went and testified in front of the Board of Regents, you know, why we didn't want to go from college of the year to the bottom of the tier. So I would have never envisioned serving in this capacity, but it's such an honor to give back to my beloved university and to pave the way for more students to achieve that college education that they desire and to really change their lives. And that's what Sam, you did for me. It changed my life. Now, I'm forcing you to choose one of your favorites. If there was a top three of your 52 insights, which would it be? Oh, that is a tough question, Sean. (laughs) I would say my favorite one is number 40, who you marry matters. And that that I'll, I'll maybe give you a bonus one that deals more with leadership. But people underestimate how important your spouse is to your career. Your spouse is the one who is that listening ear. Your spouse is the one who encourages you. Your spouse is the one who can provide insight to those blind spots. They can help you think through, you know, decisions where there is no right or wrong answer. So that is my personal favorite one, but I'll give you I'll give you one other that I think is very relevant for the times that we're living in now, and that's number 30. Control the controllables. I believe that 99% of life is out of our control. And we have definitely experienced that in 2020. But control the controllables is about what you can control. We can control our attitude. We can control our response. We can control how self-aware we are of our emotions and what's going on inside. And we can control our actions. And when we mess up, as we will often do because we're human, we can also ask for forgiveness and we can extend grace to others. That would be one of my favorite insights. But all of them are my favorites. But that's one that I think is relevant for the listening audience in the time that we're going through. Kristen, the world's economy has shrunk during this COVID crisis. How should the unemployed tackle this job market? Great question. The unemployed should tackle the job market, first of all, by developing a resume that captures three things. 
And I, I put it in a context in one of my level up courses for people who want to advance their careers and get promoted. DCM, verb, context, and measurement. Most times people, and a big mistake, people put activities and responsibilities on their resumes, not results. So use a verb, use a power verb like, you know, led, provide the context, and then provide a measurable, tangible result. If you can learn to do that both on your resume as well as in the interview, that will help. The second thing I would say is get comfortable talking about yourself. When you are interviewing, when you are seeking that next great opportunity, this is not the time for humility. Now, you can use a a humble approach, but you want to talk about yourself and most importantly, the results that you've been able to deliver because past performance is most indicative of future behavior, especially when it comes to interviews. So remember, tangible results. What has been the biggest change you've had to make during this coronavirus quarantine, and how have you taken the time to improve yourself? The biggest change I've had to make is to modify and evolve my business model. When I launched Driven to Succeed, my intention was to focus on keynote speaking and to travel around the country and the world inspiring Fortune 500 companies and their employees, people at conferences, etc., That world has come crashing down. So I've had to pivot my business model. I've actually combined with a former market research vendor. Together, she has expertise in market research. I have deep expertise in brand strategy and knowing brands and marketing. So we have joined forces to now provide those market research and brand strategy services to Fortune 500 companies and other organizations and brands. So that's the biggest pivot I've had to make because of the coronavirus. Author Kristen Harper, Beyond the Mic, how important is resiliency to you and toward people's success? Resiliency is everything. We are human. That means we will have faults. We will have failures. We will make mistakes. We will mess up. We will say the wrong thing. We will do the wrong thing. And most times it's not intentional. We will face challenges. Most great people that we know of, and many that we don't, have faced insurmountable struggles. I talk about two of them in the keynotes that I do now online. Um, Two people. One is Milton Hershey, who is near and dear to my heart as the founder of Hershey Company, as well as Walt Disney. Both of these entrepreneurs face insurmountable challenges. For example, abandonment, abuse, uh, rejection, betrayal, business failures, but they persevered. And so resilience is so critical because life and work are full of challenges. But it's not the person who is the smartest who's going to succeed. It's the one who's driven to succeed and the one who perseveres and employs those skills and resilience. And I have an entire chapter, chapter six, dealing with the disappointment that deals with resilience. Chapter seven, deals with mastering emotional self-management, and that's all about agility. So resilience is critical. Time's running out, so it's time for the Rocky Nate. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Okay. (laughs) What's your favorite Sunday dinner? Anything with sweet potatoes and macaroni and cheese. You're very efficient. 
What's the one thing you find yourself struggling with on a daily basis? I struggle with biting my nails. It's been a lifelong habit, and I'm a third-generation nail biter. Anxiety that leads to biting my nails. That's what I struggle with. Now, I'm going to use an actual question from your icebreaker section in your own book. Describe yourself in three words. Driven. Passionate. Legacy builder. I know that was cheating. That's cheating. Not including family, who is the most important person in your world right now? God. Now, do you remember the last sporting event or marching band event you attended with the Florida A&M Rattlers? Absolutely. Homecoming of 2019. You used to work there, so I gotta ask, what was your favorite type of Hershey's Kiss? Oh, cookies and cream. When was the last time you smiled and why? I just smiled when I thought about the taste of Hershey's cookies and cream kisses. <laughs> And what legacy do you want to leave for others? Humility and making a difference. She's a devastating diva from Florida A&M, struggles with biting her nails. She loves cookies and cream, Hershey's Kisses. She is the author of The Heart of the Leader, 52 Emotional Intelligence Insights to Advance Your Career. Kristen Harper, thanks for taking the time to talk with me today. Thanks, Sean. It's been my deep pleasure. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.